Hello, hello, hello! Your friendly Russian is here. Today, as promised, I will be talking about the poisonings in Russia. Alexei Navalny, the most recent target. He will make a full recovery. And today it's been announced that he's being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. This is almost all the good news that I have for you for today. Uh, so I have one more little bit and I'm gonna leave it until the very end so that you stick with me through the grim story. Why would you want to stick around? You may be asking yourself at this point, why on earth do I care about the assassination attempt on another Russian opposition politician? It seems to be a regular event. Um, the quick answer is you do care because it looks like a weapon of mass destruction was used as a weapon of choice, which is, well, rare. It is also worrisome because weapons of mass destruction are massively dangerous. They are dangerous to people who they're being used against. They do pose additional threat to all of us because when politicians start playing games with them, things get ugly quickly. The nuclear arms race is one example. The war in Iraq is another example. You get the point. The world has worked very hard towards banning and destroying the weapons of mass destruction, and somebody is using them. There has to be a full investigation, and for that to happen, the whole world has to push. So quickly, what exactly happened with Navalny? Just the facts. He was touring Siberia campaigning before the upcoming election. He was on the way home on the plane when he felt very sick. After an emergency landing, he was taken to a local hospital where he was given atropine, a medication that is used to treat a wide spectrum of conditions, including serious poisonings. Doctors though insisted that that was not the reason why they gave him atropine. Two days later, he was transported to a hospital in Berlin because his family didn't trust Russian doctors. Three different European labs came out with statements that Navalny was poisoned with a nerve agent called Novichok. Until about a year ago, Novichok was not covered by the Chemical Weapons Convention, but it currently is. And Russia is a signatory of this convention and according to its official statements, has destroyed all of its chemical weapons. Russian government is denying the fact of poisoning and refusing to investigate the assassination attempt. Now, let's pause right here because denying and refusing to investigate is where most cases like this usually end. I will list a few names here. And Russian government's go-to response to this list is nothing is proven. And it is indeed very convenient to say nothing is proven when you are the entity that is supposed to investigate yourself. In 2003, Yuri Shikachikhin, an investigative journalist with Nova Gazeta, a politician, died of unknown sudden disease. In 2004, a Ukrainian politician, Viktor Yushchenko, also suffered an unknown sudden disease. He survived, but his face ended up being deformed, which did not prevent him from becoming the president of Ukraine. The same year, Anna Politkovska, another journalist with Nova Gazeta, was poisoned. She survived, but was shot dead two years later, in 2006. 
That same year, 2006, Alexander Litvinenko, a former FSB officer, was poisoned with radioactive polonium two weeks after he accused Putin of ordering the assassination of Politkovskaya. That one was a big case because it happened in London. It was actually investigated. So the person who is to this day wanted by the British authorities in connection with this case, Mr. Lugavoy. He became a member of Russian parliament a year after the murder. He is blacklisted under the Magnitsky Act. The same year, 2006, a former Canadian justice minister, Erwin Kotler, was poisoned in Moscow. He survived. The same year, 2006, Igor Gaidar, a Russian opposition politician, was poisoned. He also survived. He passed away a few years later in 2009. Then, after almost a 10-year break in known cases, Vladimir Karamurza, a journalist, was poisoned in 2015. He survived, poisoned again in 2017, survived again. Remember his name, Vladimir Karamurza, we'll go back to this case in a little bit. Now, in 2018 was probably the first time when you heard of Novichok, and that was in relation with the poisoning of Sergei Skripal, who was a former GRU agent, and his daughter Yulia in London. They both survived, and the case got a lot of attention. We'll talk more about it in a minute. The same year, 2018, Pyotr Verzilov, an activist and a member of Pussy Riot, was poisoned soon after an anti-police brutality performance at a FIFA Cup finals. He survived. And finally, Alexei Navalny, a politician who was first poisoned in 2019 while in jail, and now again on August 20th. 2020. And now we're going all the way back to 1995. First reported Novichok assassination, Ivan Kivilizi, a Russian banker, was killed by the poison that was put inside of his phone receiver at his office. A month later, his secretary also developed symptoms and died too. Unlike most other cases in Russia, this one was actually investigated. And I know you're completely overwhelmed with Russian names at this point, but you may want to try to remember this one. Leonid Rink. He is a chemist who used to work for the secret Soviet Chemical Research Institute and he was interrogated as a witness in this Russian banker's murder case. And in the course of the investigation, he admitted to producing eight or nine veils of Novichok poison, each veil containing a hundred or more doses, enough to kill a grown man. He then took these veils home and stored them at his garage. And then he sold these veils to a number of criminal groups. This is just crazy, right? So upon getting this information from the witness, police started a criminal investigation against Mr. Rink himself. Rink admitted to understanding that the poison will be used against people. He stated that he instructed his customers to handle the poison with care, wear gloves, and use the poison on the skin of the victim. And he advertised that in that case, the poisoning will look like a heart failure. The case against Mr. Rink was classified and later closed. He was never held accountable. Now, fast forward to 2018. Skripal, father and daughter, are poisoned in Salisbury, UK, survive, dozens exposed to poison and hospitalized. 
massive international outcry, sanctions against Russia, including, among other things, closing of two Russian consulates. Another important consequence, Novichok was included in the list of banned chemical weapons under the International Convention as a result of this case. Russian government responded by kicking out American diplomats and amping up its propaganda. And guess who they brought to defend Russia's good name? You, will ne you would never believe this. Leonid Rink, the guy who admitted to stealing and selling the chemical weapons to criminals. I would say that Russian government should pick better advocates, but unfortunately it looks that this guy works perfectly fine for their purposes. In 2018, he goes around uh, giving statements and appearing all over the media with the message that, oh, Brits may have poisoned Skripals, and that if it was Novichok, the whole city would have gone down. Fast forward again to today, after the Navalny's poisoning, Mr. Rink is all over the place saying that Navalny must have been drinking too much, and that must have caused his body to fail. And in general, all of this is a NATO plot to discredit Russia. It is shameful and horrifying at the same time. And it's also very sad because millions of people all over Russia are watching this and believing every word of this, just like your uncle who's watching Fox News. Okay, you made it all the way almost to the end. So you win a prize, a little piece of good news. Remember uh, when I was giving you the list of people who were poisoned? I mentioned Vladimir Karamurza, and I told you to remember his name. Vladimir is a journalist, historian, filmmaker, an opposition politician, and overall an absolutely extraordinary individual. A little piece of trivia for you about him. He was one of the 14 people personally selected by Senator John McCain to be pallbearers at his funeral, along with Joe Biden, and Michael Bloomberg. Vladimir Karamurza was poisoned twice, and both times doctors gave him 5% chances of survival, and he survived. The second time this happened, his wife managed to get the blood sample taken early out of Russia and to a lab at FBI. The FBI ran the tests and supposedly got some results, but then in a weird twist, FBI refused to disclose these results. Karamurza can't get them, Congress can't get them, journalists can't get them. So Karamurza had to sue FBI. And now FBI will hand over 400 pages of these documents to a court in DC by October 15th. The truth will come out. That's it for today. Click like, click subscribe. Stay tuned, stay healthy. Love y'all. Peace. Country, you can keep the rest.